So, Trice, are you like me in that you can never wear clothes that have, like, an actual clothing brand written on them? Like, the only brands you'll ever put, like, wear are, like, non-clothing brands. So, like, I would wear, like, a Frosted Flakes shirt or something like that. Or, like, you know, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. But a brand that says, like, like if it says Hurley on the shirt, I don't really want to wear a shirt like that. I agree 110%. I hate it so much. Like, there's some where it's just a tiny little crest in the corner of the shirt or, like, a tiny little tag at the bottom. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, as like, soon as it's, like, I don't care if it's written on the seams. Like, I, like, Supreme. So, I can, <laughs> I, I hate it. But I, I can also appreciate Supreme because I think they know what they're doing. They right. like they like realized how much of a joke like fashion is and how much of a joke like streetwear is because it's just like like name brands. They know how much of a joke that is because it's just like one name brand is expensive and one isn't and it has nothing to do with the quality or anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they literally just put like Supreme logo on anything and it costs money. Yeah. And I could kind of appreciate it when they're just like seeing what they could get away with and they're just like, We made a brick. It says Supreme on it. <laughs> yeah. Sixty bucks a brick. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I mean, that's a cool brick. Yeah. Or like they'll just do like they collabed with Pyrex to make measuring cups that were Supreme measuring cups and they sold for like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Well, cause there's people who like they wear stuff. Because they like the brand that it is, right? And they want to show off the, oh, I've got a so-and-so brand shirt or pants or whatever. I think it's so stupid. But then, like, to me, I have no desire. Like, I I don't want, like, I don't care how expensive or whatever my clothes are. Like, I care that it's it looks good, (laughs) you know? Or at least is interesting. To you, it'd be stands out probably (laughs) well i just like i like color yeah i like colorful clothes and like patterns i've I've said this and this is why like sometimes my outfits look very stupid is i like clothes that if you put it on like a wall it would look cool do you know what i mean like (laughs) if you were to put if you were to hang my clothes like if you were to frame my clothes on a wall it would still be like that's a cool shirt Right. Whereas if you like, there's some outfits where if like you framed it and put it up, you'd be like, why is there a white shirt when it's on somebody? It looks great. Yeah. But like, there, nobody's like, check out this white shirt. And yeah. It's like, okay. But what sucks now is that, um, that it's becoming like the cool thing to, because I I I was saying before that I like, it, I I think it's fascinating to have a shirt that says a has a brand on it that has nothing to do with clothing you know like like i mentioned this. well see that is cool now though yeah so that's what i'm saying is that it's cool now and therefore it's so like it's not it's becoming less cool <laughs> that and also if you want a shirt with a certain brand on it that's not typical of clothing it costs a lot of money now. Yeah, well, <laughs> like you could you you could find anything on any shirt, but it's gonna be at least twenty bucks. Yeah, one of my favorite things is I'll go to thrift stores. I shop at thrift stores a lot, and um, I try and find 
clothes that are of businesses that are closed down. Mm-hmm. It's not always closed, but like I have a I have a Coke glass where it says Coca-Cola on it. It's classic Coke glass. And then on the other side, it says Blockbuster Video. That's great. Like, that's great. I have a Max hoodie, which is now Circle K, but... Oh, M-A-C-S, Max. I have a Max hoodie. I have a Future Shop guitar pick. That's great. I had a Zeller's pen. I want more Zeller's stuff. These yeah. are all, and my favorite these are part all, is these are all Canadian, Canadian brands that well, no longer blo- exist. Yeah, not Blockbuster, <laughs> but Zeller's, Max, yeah, Future Shop. They're all Canadian brands that either don't exist at all or were bought up by like their American, like their Ma- Future American Shop counterparts. Yeah. yeah, Future Shop was bought up by um, Best Buy, Best Buy, and then Max was bought by Circle K, and Zeller, Zeller's might have just faded off into the distance because Walmart. Well, then it was a. a when Target started showing up in Canada, a lot of the Zeller stores were bought by Target because of their... Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, the Target that showed up at Willowbrook Mall. I don't, I don't think it was like the same as like Future Shop, though, where it was like all Future Shops turned into Best Buys. I think it was just like... No, it yeah, was them there was buying open space. the open space because yeah. the fall of Zeller's and the launch of Target happened at close to the same time not the exact same time yeah but it was close enough that a lot of the zellers places were still available to lease or whatever so we, we saw a lot of targets show up yeah, in and those spaces failed. and then target failed within a year and they all got liquidated out it's again cause, it's because they realized that the only reason people liked target at least in canada cheaper. was it that i thought it was that you get to go to and it's like a tourist attraction almost. Sure. Target had Similar all this, Costco type thing. Target had all this like unique stuff that you could only get at Target. Right. And so people would like legitimately people were like, let's go. Hey, let's go on a day trip to the States. Yay, yeah. What yeah, do you yeah. want to do? Go, go to Target. And I feel like people that are in America are like, you like wanted to go on a day out and you just went to Target. But like for people, it's like, yeah. We don't have Target, and Target has like unique stuff that only Target gets. There's all sorts of Target exclusives. Yeah, it's it's the cereal aisle. That's that's, that's one half of it, but the other half was that you save a lot by going to Target and not other places because they're a big. I mean, it's 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 the it's the other Walmart, right? Where like everything's going to be a little cheaper because they're, you know, they have their own in-store brands. They have, um, just you know, are able to get large stock on everything so they can charge less for individual items. Um, uh, yeah. But when they came to Canada, it was like, it was not that at all. It was actually more expensive because... And it was like, it didn't feel like there was unique stuff. It felt like we went in there and it was like, this is Walmart. Yeah, it was It was another Walmart. Yeah, and or the, so the, there was no the only like The only like Target unique stuff was like, target's brand of clothing which was like but even all that was like yeah you can get target brand plain black t-shirts yeah and it, and it was like okay which walmart has the exact same stuff they, right? but they don't have it in the target brand yeah walmart has a lot of the kind of shirts we were talking about of like just it 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 comes and goes every once in a while like i remember yeah. I don't know what. I don't think it was near the release of a Kirby game or anything, but there was a really cool Kirby shirt sold at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? 
like they only have it feels like they only have like 10 different t-shirt like graphic t-shirts yep. sold at a time and everyone's it's while, always the same it's like oh we have a deadpool shirt yeah. we have a teenage ninja well, turtle shirt we have a feel, star wars it feels shirt. like that's what's happening but it used to be really cool where i would always go check the walmart graphic tees because for whatever reason they had like oh here's an n64 shirt and it was like yeah i'll take one of those yeah oh, here's yeah, yeah. a kirby shirt which like no like i've been to like hot topic which the whole point of hot topic is to be your weeb nerdy boy self and yet i could not find a a a a Kirby shirt. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like sometimes Walmart's got good stuff. Speaking yeah, yeah. Kirby. What about it? <laughs> Did you want to transition to Kirby, or are you just now saying the words Kirby? We had listened. To, Speaking we, of Kirby, we vacuums? just listened to so much music of, of Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, and man, if you guys are not Kirby fans. Go listen to Kirby music. It's the best music. It's 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 a similar situation to Sonic, where like no no matter the the quality of the game, the music is good. Yeah, you should check out the music because the music will be good. Honestly, that was the one thing that I think the newest Kirby game that everybody's loving, Kirby in the Forbidden Forest or whatever, Forgotten Lands. It, it didn't have it had good music, but it didn't have any tracks that was like. Oh, right. Yes, finally. That's some Kirby stuff. Right. Like, nothing that reaches the heights of like Kirby 64, which has it the best video game did soundtrack. That, did it go full orchestra? Like, is it orchestrated music? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It didn't feel like it if it like, was. I don't know. In so, the same way that like Mario jumped to orchestra yeah. with Galaxy or Zelda with the later three games. It's hard because synthesized instruments are actually sounding really close now that mm-hmm. like unless i'm really paying attention to the music i can't tell like yeah. i bet if i listen to it like just the music which i haven't really for forgotten lands but if i just listen to the music i bet i'll be like oh yeah that's not that's not orchestrated but mm-hmm. it's hard to tell if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. yeah i i man what was i about to say um, the Kirby, I, bet. <laughs> I can't remember now. Anyways, about Kirby and Kirby music. Kirby music. Yo, Kirby sixty four just got added to the Nintendo Switch. Um, yep. Virtual of, virtual console. We talked about it last time. That that I was guaranteed the best Kirby. So first of all, it was the best Kirby, and I had made like bets. I was like, as soon as Forgotten Lands, people are as soon as that hype dies down. They're going to release that because they don't want to release it before Hmm. because if they release it before, people are going to see all the cool power-ups that are in Kirby 64. Hmm. And then if they play Forgotten Lands and they're like, I got to play with a lightsaber in Kirby 64. Where's my lightsaber, Forgotten Lands? They'll And like, not even to say that all the power-ups in Kirby 64 are the best, but the playing around of mixing the power-ups totally. and stuff is so The discovery fun. of them is what's... Especially the it's first so, time you play that yeah. game. And you can get through the whole game without seeing all the power-ups, right? I think we did. and then, Because, you know, there's so many combinations and they're not always right next to each other, that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like I've seen them all at this point. I mean, it's been... Oh, yeah, definitely. Because well, you unlock a, like... What, what, isn't there, like, a... 
what do you call it? Like a thing you can see all the power-ups or whatever. Oh, maybe. I, I All I remember is I feel like one day, like me you can, and you... I want to say it's like a book or something you can flip through and uh, see all the, this stuff. I don't know. That's probably with the, like... There's like enemy index cards That's that you what can I'm thinking, unlock. Yeah. I feel like there's something similar to that in the game. Maybe. I, I just remember me and you, I feel like one day went, let's try and see every single combination. So we like, we're like, okay, we're doing a uh, fire and we just found fire rock and we found fire ice and we found fire, whatever. Mm-hmm. And not all the power-ups are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, like there are some that are like, that's clearly a stretch, but there's also some that's like, oh, they were excited about this one. Yeah. You can tell. That when they made the fire sword that comes out of your mouth and you can chuck across the entire level, that that was intentional. What? What did you just <laughs> my, my so my pants have like a tightening tightening like shoelace type thing. Drawstring. Yeah, drawstring. That's what's called. And I just pulled the the metal part off the end of it. You pulled off the end, and I can't really. Put oh, it back on right God, now. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I didn't know it would just come off. I was just kind of holding it, and Dude, now I dropped it on the floor. Dropped it. That's stupid. I'll fix it later. Um, Talking about Kirby sixty four. What do you think about the Ugh. current uh, Nintendo sixty four Switch offering? Like the the uh, games on Nintendo sixty four online. It's uh, honestly, this is the weird thing. Is I'm I feel like I'm too familiar with it to get excited because yeah. you know what happened was like a lot of complaints for the nes and snes were like oh there's all this stuff and i've never heard of it and it's all just these weird obscure like eliminator boat duel and it's like stunt race fx stunt ra- like well stunt race fx has its own reason why it's kind of cool i think but either way like there's all this stuff that nobody's ever heard of and it's just like why would I be excited for all these NES games that like nobody's they sound generic and nobody's ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. But I really liked that because yeah. I was like, yeah, I I don't know. I've played NES Mario a billion times. I've played NES whatever like a lot. You know what yep. I have never played? Eliminator Boat Duel. Right. And do you know what actually turned out to be my favorite NES game on that collection? Eliminator Boat Duel. Right. Have you played it with me? No, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember it, though. So, quick pitch. All it is is you're, it's 1v1 racing these boats on, like, a ice, not isometric, like, top-down view. You're racing these boats on these racetracks, okay? Mm-hmm. But whoever wins the race gets money. You get money if you lose, too, but whoever wins gets a lot more money. You use that money to upgrade your boat for the next race. This sounds familiar. And I you think have, we did try I think it. you have to win... Like, you have to win three races above the person. Okay. So, like, if they win five and you win four, you have to win two more in a row. Yeah. So, like, I've played it with people where it's like, oh, I won immediately. I won all races. And I've played it with people where... You go to, like, 20 races. <laughs> like, like, me and my friend... Well, because another thing great about that uh, collection is playing NES games online is actually really fun. Just make right. sure, make sure you're getting a game that's actual simultaneous multiplayer and not handoff. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that one is. And but so you can like, you can like do a like pass the controller type thing, right? Like with single player games and whatever online. I, yeah, I think so. Um, it, which is that's fun too. But uh, 
it's also so easy to to do that. Like, I feel like when people are like, yeah, I could have done that on an emulator years ago. But it's so, like, I don't know, it's so convoluted mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. To just be like, hey, um, I know, as long as they have online, which if they probably do, they have the NES thing. And so to just be like, hey, you want to play a weird SNES game I found the other day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when it was... When it was announced, the NES Online thing, and it sounded like it was going to be one game a month. like It kind of is. It's like one or two. Well, now it's it's no games um, until like six months, and they add two or three. Like Yeah. It, that's kind of what it is now. But at the time, it sounded like it was going to be like, we're going to like have one new game on the thing every month. And that's lame, but it, there was something interesting about like, Oh, like if everyone gets behind these random, like NES games at the same time, I would. Yeah, like, I wish it would have been cool if it, there was like a like mini community built around every game because you could play them online and you can oh, like. Man, we should have done that with our like group of friends to just be like, like because I remember when um Super Mario 3D All Stars came out. We did like a whole group chat that was just like a race to get 150 stars in uh, Kirby in Mario 64. Yeah, and it kind of fizzled out. But for the record, I beat the the Mario 64 and Galaxy, just not Sunshine. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't ever say anything because nobody really cared anymore. Yeah, but I mean that was a fun thing. Everybody, like our whole group, kind of got that game, and we were all just like, "Yeah, sick!" And then we all like would comment and be like, I just got five more stars on Mario 64. Yeah, but that lasted for like a week. No, but it was fun. And what I'm saying is if like, if we had done that, but with like the NES collection, and every time they did a new one, we would be like, like if it was a competitive game, we would go, okay, we're setting up a tournament. Or if it was like a single player game, we would go, okay, race to beat it. Let's go. Right. Like, I think that would have actually been really fun. That's true. Yeah. The thing was, it's... Well, for I'm one gonna thing... I'm going to make my friend who's never played Kirby 64 play Kirby 64, by the way. Okay. I'm going to make Ethan play it. Okay. Because he's like... He's he's one of those... He's one of those guys... He's only a, a year? Two years? A year or two younger than me. I uh-huh. think two years younger than me. Yep. But he was... He grew up more wealthy than me, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he's he's a big Smash Bros. fan, and I remember him playing Melee for the first time, and him being like, oh, I tried playing it, but the graphics are so bad. Yeah, yeah. And me being like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, because I remember going from smash 64, 64 to, to melee and, melee like, and being like oh my god and all the characters so many characters and so many stages yeah and, oh my god that's probably the, giga that's, bowser that's probably the, the biggest leap in like game graphics we ever got was the like first generation 3d to the next yeah it really was a because it's one thing I, I guess you could argue from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64, like those two generations was a really big leap, but it's different because we went to an all new type of graphics versus... Yeah, but also, like, it didn't look good. Like, Super NES stuff 
is like the pinnacle of like, whoa, that's what pixel graphics can look like. Yeah. Like some of the and there was SNES games there was three D then, but it was different. It was like yeah, it was perspective three D, not like polygonal three like, D like, or like Doom and like yeah, like they were making it. They were working look three D in a way, it but it's not like we're in a polygon three D environment. Yeah, it's, but the the jump was like, wow, it's three D, but none of nothing looked good. good. Like there are like. There's games that look good from that generation, but it's, you know, that's it's either it's aged the worst out of all the generations because yeah. it's the first of the 3D polygon generation. And once you go to 3D polygons, there's it can only increase in quality yeah. from there. It does have like a like, it, it's one of those things where people that have nostalgia for it think they look really cool now. Like, do you know what I found? I don't play many horror games, but uh, have you seen a lot of people, because horror games are like, I feel like the most indie made thing. Okay. There's just always so many well, horror games. Well, because it's a niche community and they everyone gets behind a new horror I think game al- or whatever. I think it's also easy to make a horror game because nothing needs to look that good. Yeah, a lot of darkness, a but lot of... But there's been this new influx of... Uh, ps1 horror games like looked made new games that look like they're from ps1 yeah and that aesthetic works so well right and i think the reason it works so well is because of all the creepy pastas that exist of like this game is cursed they always are uh, the like this game is cursed creepy pastas they're always from from that generation they're always from like oh ben drowned yeah that that garbage and so when there's like i've seen a few ps1 style horror games and first of all they're really creative because they need to be Mm because they're trying to be like what if you could only use a small amount of stuff so they get really creative for how to be scary and then secondly they like you can tell that they don't have to make like a crazy elaborate monster so like people that don't have the funds or like time to like make the most elaborate looking like resident evil eight like giant gory monster mm-hmm. they can just make a weird polygonal mothman but that's scary enough because it's because in contrast or i mean in comparison to the rest of the world it works yeah uh what was the game i think it's called like iron lung or something okay have you heard of it uh not sure maybe i think it's called iron lung i could be wrong it just it somewhat recently came out, and it's a PS1 style horror game that all takes place in a submarine at the bottom of a lake of blood on the moon. Okay. <laughs> so it's such a weird, like, but the whole way that you uh, interact with the game is you have a a map with coordinate like like an X and Y axis of this map. And then in the submarine, you just like push buttons to get yourself to a certain X and Y axis. And mm-hmm. then you have a button that takes a picture of the outside. Okay. So whatever is outside of your submarine. And then it like a black and white image appears. Mm-hmm. And so you're like uncovering this mystery. But all you can do is like move around this lake and take a single picture. And it's like, huh, that's 
Is there something in the distance? Here, go a bit further up and to the right. What is that? Interesting. And then, like, you have a radar, so it shows, like, oh, something, something's a bit further up that way. Okay, I'm going to go further up that way and take a picture. Yeah. And every once in a while, like, something will just, like, hit your submarine. Huh. And you're like, it is, it looks so... I don't know if I'll ever play it because I'm not really a horror game guy, but I appreciate when they do something more than the zombie. Ooh, look at the jump scare. Yeah. When it's just like, it's just weird and eerie and obtuse. Yeah. Like something cool. The camera thing reminds me of uh, uh, Outer Wilds, um, which is the the game I showed you a little bit of where you. I know. Yeah. Everybody. It's it's like a it's a game in space where you like can go to different planets and whatever. But it like tells you nothing. It tells you very little. Well, you have a long intro to like introduce you to the world. Not like a long intro, like no, but like, like thirty in, to forty minutes or as something. As in, like it that. doesn't even tell you what your objective is. Yeah, it yeah exactly. You're just kind of there. But like, oh, one of the okay. things it gives you is a uh, like a a module that you can send out with your spaceship. Or actually, I think it's just. It's both with your spaceship or by hand. Like a rover kind of? Yeah, that feeling? you can send to um, wherever you need it to be. So you can t- go and take... And you can take a picture at any time wherever it's standing. And you can, like, rotate the camera with it. And um, you use it to, like, send it into things that you're not sure you want to go in yet. Like, like you, you don't know what's on the other you side. Might die. So there's, like, there's like um, wormholes in the game that you can send it through. And it it does two things. It'll take pictures of where, of where, uh, where it goes, so you can see what's on the other side of these wormholes, or you can see where it's uh, located, like in in your galaxy. Um, I think you can move that, Trice, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Just moving the mic. It's all good. <laughs> So when you when you send it through a worm, send the module through a wormhole, um, you can see where it's located in the world, like in the galaxy that you're in. So when you send it through the wormhole, it shows that it's in the wormhole, but it also shows oh it's on this other planet in the galaxy. Like you, if you turn your camera, you can see what planet the module ended up. Hmm. So if you want to get to where the wormhole comes out of, you'll go to where you left the module on the other side and you just follow its path. So it's like you can fault like it traces the path. Well, it just, just gives you the like... point on the planet where it is. So right. So like well what you end up having to do is is go and find out where that wormhole because you can't go th- you can't walk through the wormhole. It's too small for you to walk through and it's covered in like thorns and stuff. So you have to follow it through this like dark and misty planet to get to the module but you like you need to do that because uh if you just walk around randomly it's like it's like dense fog and like uh fish like with giant teeth and stuff that will eat you if you just go without Mm. thinking about it so you have to follow the module's location on your radar but it only works if you leave it in the wormhole when you start did you ever play the DLC for that game? No, I'm probably gonna wait till it comes to Switch and just play it again, and then play the DLC, assuming it comes oh, out at the same time. It's on Switch. 
Not yet. Outer Wilds? It hasn't. It was supposed to last year, but it hasn't happened yet. Really? Yeah, I don't got, think like, so. got, like, major delayed? Well, it was supposed to come out last summer, and then it got pushed to holiday. And I don't... I still... Th- I think it's now TBA, still not out. Hmm. I, I want... I thought it... When I heard about the DLC, because they kind of announced the DLC and released it very quickly, um, when I heard it was out, that I was like, oh, well, I'll just get on Switch and play it. And I don't... I think it's still not on Switch, which yeah sucks because it's that like... annoying. It was supposed to be out last summer. Was, yeah. They announced it in 2020, I think, that it was coming so. out summer 2021. And then they delayed it to holiday 2021. And now it's May of 2022. Ooh, so This happened recently. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, new Nintendo Indie World? Yeah. I watched most of it and then I had to start work. So I didn't finish the video. It is like, it was the most meh. It wasn't great, but there was some cool stuff in there. It was like, like always. It was a lot of ported stuff, like oh, mini motorways on Switch, and like Ooblets, a game I'd never heard of. Did you see that one? It was one of the first ones. I think so. It's like a farming game, but when you what you farm is like little dudes, like yeah, little Pikmin, yeah, Pikmin yeah. sized dudes. Yeah, and then they follow you, and then once you get enough dudes, you play card based dance battles between yeah. your dudes and other people's oh, dudes. Oh, you know which one stood out to me that I actually seen before, but seeing it again, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Uh a lekhead. Oh yeah. That looked really I cool. That, I saw that when it was like a student game. I saw yeah, I saw it before too. I don't remember where, but cuz I got really for a spell, I got really into, well, it's probably cuz I didn't have money. I got into like game jams and like student games because yeah. often they would just put them out for free. Yeah. Afterwards. And so any like proof of concept stuff, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I remember seeing it when looking into that kind of stuff. So to like kind of explain it a little bit, Alekhead is a, it's a 2D platformer, puzzle platformer where you. Um, You're like a little battery headed. Yeah. With a light bulb on his head and anything you touch in the world, it's basically two colors. It's blue and yellow. Yeah. And anything you touch that's blue will power up um by your character and turn yellow but it like affects everything differently so yeah. like as just an example of one i could think of uh uh like the i don't know why this is the one that comes to mind but uh uh there's a platform that has like an extendable um like there's there's a blue platform that you can stand on and right beside it is a blue dotted platform and if you just went on the dotted side, you'd go right through. But when you stand on the solid blue side, it f- turns completely yellow, and then you can walk to the other side of the platform. Yeah. So it creates new situations with whatever you touch um, that makes it, you know, you're figuring out the puzzle it, of each room. It, I, I'm excited for it. I'm worried it's not going to have any legs. Like, you're going to... Yeah, but, you know, like, if it's, like, a $5 game, then, no, like, that's yeah. great. I'm I'm just saying I'm worried that it won't even get to the, like, let's say it's a two-hour game. I'm worried yeah. that it either won't keep my interest for the two hours because it's just, like, uh, the yeah, puzzles it rem- aren't getting it very It reminds me of uh, kind of, like, the Baba is You. Remember that game? That The only reason Baba is You was annoying was you got to a point where it was it kind of changed the rules Mm. where it was like you were no longer trying to do these cool 
cool coding things. It like changed the way that coding. Well, here's the thing. I don't know enough about coding. Maybe yeah. this is exactly what coding is like. Yeah, the puzzles but in there was, Baba is You are very like. It became obtuse. It became like, why would I think to do that at all? Yeah. Where like, and there's a lot rather of- than like, oh, it's cool. I, I'm having to think outside of the box. It was like. Okay, I get it. You want me to think outside the box, but mm-hmm. you want me to just try random crap until something happens? Yeah, that's the thing is that they ramp up. They have to ramp up the difficulty because then where where would you go? Yeah. But like it's so, like it's it's so many steps to get to cuz all the puzzles are very like they're pretty dense even though it's this tiny little square that you have to figure it out like but you reach a point where you're like I've done everything I can. And I, if I don't want to spend an hour on this puzzle, that is awesome. Like the the once you figure it out, you feel brilliant, right? Yeah. Like because they are so complicated, but I I would spend a really long time on each puzzle, not doing really anything, because you've done what you think is everything you can do, and nothing's changed. So yeah, so. It, it just became a hassle and I definitely did not beat that game because I was like, I, I can't think of anything to do on certain levels. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing podcasts about it and people had like kind of the same thing where they were like, this game is so cool. Yeah. I played probably a quarter of it because yeah. it was like, because I got to a point where the puzzle was so like, so beyond what I can even like, I, like I couldn't even think of how to start the puzzle. So I was just like, all right, that was a fun game. Yeah. Um, but there's that. It, I don't feel like a leckhead is going to be like that though. No, it looks definitely so simple not. That is like, it didn't look complicated. It looked like it'd be fun. That's like, honestly what I'm worried about is that it will, it is that you'll get through it all too easy mm-hmm. that it would just be like, what's the puzzle? Cause like, what they showed, and I mean, they don't want to show the later puzzles because otherwise you'd Spoiler. lose Spoiler. But it, literally everything they showed was like, that's not even like a puzzle. Right. It's L- like, like you a, know exactly what to do when you see the see it for the first time. Yeah. Which is, I mean. you have Well, you have to introduce the concept, right? You have to yeah. show how everything works and whatever. And I assume it will get more complicated from there. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool, though. There was one. This was probably near the end of it so you probably didn't see it there's one called gibbon yeah no i don't think so where you're just a so okay like the animal yeah so do you remember uh last last week not on mic not on anything you just talked to me about that bird game on wii u where you're a bunch of birds and one person is the chaser and tries to like tag all the other birds. We, did we not talk about this on the last one? Did we? Maybe I think we, we might did. have. Okay. Well, if we did, great. So th- they made this game. The people that made that game made this game called Gibbon that's on the Switch now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it just looks so it kind of is like a narrative kind of like, "Oh no, the there's these poachers trying to get you. You're the Gibbon, you're the monkey." Mm-hmm. And and it's like, whatever. But the movement of it, because I don't know if you remember what gibbons actually are. They're the like the really long-armed monkeys. Okay. 
that just swing through trees have like a, it's nothing. I, ha- I have an image in my head of what I think a gibbon is. The but ones I've... that go like, ooh, ooh, Okay, ooh. yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking So they have like crazy long arms and the whole game is just swinging through trees and vines and the, f- m- the like... Like you should look up a video because the movement looks so. Fl- it's out now too. It was one. Oh, of, wow. It was one of the out today. Later, out today things. So I'm probably gonna get it. It's like 15 bucks, and it's just, just. I bet it's not even hard or challenging, but it looks like it looks really fun and fluid to just swing through the trees. Mm-hmm. Swing through the trees. It looks great. That was the only one, out of all of the games that were presented in that presentation that i was like like and it was in a uh it was in a montage which was so upsetting yeah yeah. it it was in a montage and then i went and looked up the actual trailer and all the comments are was like this is the coolest game that was in the that was in the whole showcase and you put it in a montage what's wrong with you yeah right because it was the coolest um yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything. Yeah, Are I'm you just, looking at them? I'm just going to get a list and see what if there was anything else that Here, jumped out at me. If you can get a list in order. Okay. And let's go through them. And we'll we'll talk about what we need to talk about more and if we don't care that much, we can I just I think go, this is generally in order. This is like a breakdown by If it starts IGN. with starts with Ooblets. It starts it with Ooblets. Yeah. I think it's in order. Okay. Okay, so Ooblets. I think it looks cool. I don't know what about it though it looks like a farming simulator where you can also make your little dudes dance looks great um petora lost haven i think i remember this game looked uh, bad <laughs> okay so I, graphically it looked bad i'm sure the I, games i watched it with fine. somebody and he was i watched it with ethan again and he was super into it because he was like because he loved hades mm-hmm. and the combat kind of looks it reminded like, me of uh of hades like a PS2 GameCube, like, reminded me of Tack and the Power of Juju. What? You know that game? Tack well, and the Power of Juju? Yeah, but, like, how? I feel because like you was, might be thinking Maybe of I'm thinking game. of something else. It, whatever. Regardless. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one's a Leckhead. Leckhead, cool. cool. Soundfall was, like, a rhythm-based yeah, uh, like action top, game. Top-down, shooty action, but it's all to the beat, so it's kind of like Crypt of the Necrodancer, but, yeah. but not grid-based. I don't know if I'm into it as much, because I think I think the reason why Necrodancer and um, Cadence of Hyrule work so much mm-hmm. is that it, it is grid-based, and so even though, like the movements on beat the grid based nature of it means like it feels okay yep because you're just like left right up down when there's no like grid basedness to it i feel It'll like feel different. i feel like well i i think it's just the shooting on beat i don't think you have to actually move on beat in the oh, soundfall okay. but i don't know it feels weird to me it feels like it's going to be feel too restricting where mm-hmm. i want to just go all out and just right cuz it's one it to to me, it's way different for you to be restricted um, to sound, um, like to the music, versus the enemies and bosses being restricted to the music, which is a very different thing, right? Like, yeah, or, or so it either either needs to be both or just them, because if it's just you, and I don't know if it is on on Soundfall, but like, so that's why Necrodancer 
and Cadence of Hyrule work is because it it almost feels more like a puzzle game is because every single enemy in those is very, very patterned. Mm-hmm. So you can see, you know that like, oh, I know what that enemy does. They do two steps forward and then they attack. So because they're so predictable, you know to like, oh, they're going to take two steps forward here. So I'm going to back up. Okay. And that like, dum bump, bump back up and then like on beat just attack yeah so that like you know it's almost more like planning out your moves and then doing it on beat mm-hmm. whereas this one doesn't feel that i don't know i'm worried about it i don't think it'll be good next game uh wild frost it's a deck building game i thought that looked so lame i don't really have any interest in deck building games listen deck building games are cool when there is like it, they they when, put when it, it feels, totally wrong, and I'm pretty sure this. Oh, weird! They put the Ooblets trailer in the <laughs> Wild funny. Frost section. Anyway, Wild Frost, I thought probably a good call. It it also tried to be story like, but like when I looked at the trailer, there was nothing that looked story like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was it like they should have gone one way or the other, where it was just like this is just a card game. It's a fun card game with fun mechanics. Great, that would have been fun. But then it tried to like add a story well, to it. They keep, yeah, they keep doing these. Like some work really well. I've heard that. Um, what is it? Dead cells. Which Dead one? Dead cells, not no, no, no. Card game. What am I thinking of? Um, the the spire. Slay the spire. Oh, okay. Slay the spire. I heard works great and people really like it. But there's like characters and animation that brings those cards to life, right? That mm-hmm. you can actually see action happening. Wild Frost didn't have any of that. It was just cards. And so you didn't really like... Nothing felt real. It, At least from the trailer. Again, while playing the game, maybe it actually does feel great. But it just looks like cards. It doesn't yeah. feel like cards are representing like characters. Mm-hmm. It just looks like cards are being cards. Which if, it, if you just like playing card games, that's fine. Next one was Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. That one looks pretty fun. I've seen it before, obviously. Um, it would be know. a fun couple of days Here, or whatever. Here's the thing, though. The things that I've seen of that game that I thought were hilarious and cool and funny, I think were, like, modded in and stuff. Yeah, it just... It, it looked... And that won't happen with Switch. It looked... It looked fun though and it's like a silly like a lot lot of physics based silly movement and stuff i get that i want i feel like i want to look it up though to make sure because i feel like what i remember i i've never played it i just watched like videos of it but uh i remember seeing people like add their own characters into it and like oh what would happen if we added a bunch of penguins and like yeah and like that was cool to like do anything you wanted and mm-hmm. have them fight and it be a funny physics battle, but yeah. if it's like these specific categories and you're fighting with these specific categories, then I don't know how hilarious it'll be. The next one was Gunbrella. That one looked great. Yeah, it looked it looked it were very reminiscent of like Shovel Knight, like in but, terms of concept. But then darker and like the bosses were like scary and more like. Uh, um, oh my word! What's that? Contra, more contra, like with like a lot of shooting and stuff. Yeah, it looked cool, and it's Devolver, so it's probably gonna be somewhat cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't even. I I think this is that's the end of where what I saw. This is we are a WFK. Oh man, a, a band journey. I can't get over how much I do not care about this game. <laughs> well then, we'll just it, keep going. It was like no, but have you Thanks. heard what it is? It's like no. It's I feel like it's like supposed to be a kind of um uh life is strange kind of like emotional coming of age kind coming of, of age story but it's the weird part is is it's also supposed to be like it OFK is a real band Oh really? And so this is how they're like releasing their music? That's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting but like I don't I don't know. It feels like okay. So what's going to be cool? Is it that the music's going to be good? I think I heard. Or someone, is the game going to be good? I want to say I heard someone talking about this on I don't know some gaming podcast or whatever. That was like, it sounded like it was a someone was making the developer was making a game in the in this style, and then they either they approached the musicians or the approach uh, musicians approached them. And it was like, what if we just combined our album with your game and made it made a game together? Yeah, out of it? And which I, is cool. It's a cool idea. I love the idea of, like re- the, of making an album in a different medium. Like, I feel like the in practice, I don't know if it's gonna work though. Is yeah. what I'm thinking. Uh, the next one was really cool. Silt. The like, uh, I remember the name. You're, it's like ocean. Oh yeah, like, it's all black and white it's like and scary Abzu kind of creepy like black and white style it's like like, it's like limbo underwater yeah but you're like uh taking control of random sea creatures and like you start with a a deep sea diver and then you turn into a fish and then you turn into a whatever i'm assuming it's kind of like you go from like you probably start with a fish and go up to eventually a giant eel or something like that well i don't know it seemed more like um like you are the diver and then you only like, oh, you need to go to a tight spot right now? Look around for a fish you can swap your consciousness with. Right. It didn't look like you go from fish to thing to thing to thing. It looked like you're the diver. And then like, oh, you need to get into a tight space so you can flip a switch. Right. Swap your brain with a clownfish and then make the clownfish go in and flip the yeah, switch. Yeah, it sounds you. interesting. It sounds, yeah. But I don't know. Part of it was like, I bet it would be a quick... Then then we saw many motorways. Yeah, just a little a cute mo- little metropolitan mobile game. Yeah, but isn't it called Mini Metro, or is that a different no, game? It's the same developer, but the next thing. So Mini Metro is about trains. Okay, and this one is about making like highways and stuff. It's a little. It's a. It's a like. It's kind of a. It's like a traffic simulator. Yeah, it's a little traffic simulator. It's like but a city, with a, city I love planning kind of. Yeah, but it has a cool art style, like very simplistic yeah, and minimalist, minimalist colors and stuff, which is I thought it looked cool. I I remember wanting to check it, I maybe checking out when I, it was on phone. I feel like it probably works better on mobile though. Right, and I assume like, you'll be able to, on Switch. You'd be able to use touch controls probably. Yeah, probably. I don't even know what this one is. Wayward Strand. You're a teenage journalist at a hospital in the sky. Oh yeah, it also kind of looked very, very narrative. Like, yeah, like not bad. Kinda, it had a cool art style, but um, I, I like I know nothing about it. It didn't really show anything about it. Mm-hmm. It yeah, 
a little narrative game, not a lot of like gameplay gameplay, but you know, yeah. not that it has to yeah. have that. Uh, <laughs> Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> that looked that looked fun. I don't know if I'm gonna get it. Probably won't. I I feel like it, it's the kind of game where first of all they're going for a very specific audience because I feel like some people will think, oh, that's cute, but I don't want it's too spooky. Yeah. Or or there'll be people that are really into that kind of stuff and are like, well, why did you make it so cutesy, though? I It it has a great art style. It's It looks like, gameplay-wise, it's it's fun and cool. It's just probably not a genre uh, in terms of well, creepiness. Even, so it's let's, probably not what I'm going to be into. Let's take the the like theme out of it. I think I wouldn't be into it either way because it has too much. It had like a farming part to it and you go out to battle and you have to like manage your town. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would just want to go out to battle. Yeah. Like, or something. I'm worried that some parts of it will just feel like tediousness. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're going to be like, oh, I have to farm again. I just want to play the combat. Because mm. the combat looked kind of cool, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, an, a cr- another crab's adventure or treasure? Oh, did you not see this one? No, I don't think so. It, it, so out of the new announced games, so Gibbon is the one that I was like, I'm oh, sure is this, I'm gonna get. Is this in the montage section? No, it was right oh, before, right before the oh, montage. Okay. It is because the next one is Gibbon. Yeah. So this was right before the montage. It was pitched as a Souls like. Oh, I heard them talk about it. They made the they made the crab. It's a giant enemy crab meme, didn't yeah. they? So it's a uh, it use uh what is it? You use p- your attack for massive damage. Didn't yeah. they say that at some point? Probably. It's um, it's, so the company is Agro Crab, who okay. made uh Going Under. Do you remember hearing about that? It's like a weird dungeon crawl, but you're a janitor. No, I you've don't probably think so. seen like just the title card or something. But okay. It looked kind of cool. Um, anyway, they made this game, and you're a hermit crab, and you go around levels and like find new quote unquote shells, but they're like pop cans and like and and like Lego pieces, and you're using them as shells. Yep. Um, but it has like souls combat, like the whole dodge roll attack, dodge roll attack, and like you have to use your shell to defend. It looks really like describing it doesn't do it justice because i think the combat is probably but it also has a lot of platforming like a lot more of a platforming uh a shtick to it too so it's not just like an exact clone with a different skin Mm -hmm. of dark souls it has like it's more of a like souls combat but with a more platformy thing it looked pretty cool Hmm. yeah and then the next one was given I'm all about it. Um, Just looks like fluid, there was another fluid movement. There was another montage of games, but I don't know if any of them stick out to you. What? Read them. Card Shark? No. A Guidebook of Babel? No. One Shot World Machine Edition? Oh, that one looked I'm fine. <laughs> what is it? It's just like a... It's one of those like RPGs where it's all about narrative and like barely about gameplay. That's what it looks like, at least. Curse to Golf. That one looks great. Which is, what is it? It's like 
like a 2D golfing game. Okay. Okay. So, so think of the one that you played. What's it called? Uh, Golf Club Wasteland. Yeah. So think that, but it's a roguelike. Okay. So what does that mean? So you have to do like, I don't know how many. Let's say it's 18 holes. You have to get all the 18 holes under par or you die and go to the beginning. Okay. But every time you die and go to the beginning, it's a rogue. I should have said rogue light. Is because that you gain You gain something. like a power up or something. So like you can gain ice ball, which if it lands in a water trap, it freezes the water and you bounce off of it instead. Sounds interesting. So you're like, it. you probably get like the first hole the first time and then the the next hole you're like i didn't even get close mm. and you get pulled down to hell or whatever it is I don't okay know. and then it looks like it looks like hades but if hades was a golf right is so, there like a narrative to it yeah okay it looks great it looks hilarious sounds interesting one thing i forgot to tell you about golf club yeah. was um when i beat the game they gave me a qr code to the entire uh radio program oh, that's, that's fun yeah so i have the radio show on my phone now because they cool. let you just How download long is it? it 40 minutes oh so it might be more than that i can't remember i think maybe it was just the songs that were 40 minutes or whatever oh okay because there's uh because i i think i mentioned there's interviews and stuff right. as well so yeah but it was great because i didn't know it was gonna happen they yeah, just gave me cool. a little Thanks for playing the game. Here's a code to download the music for free and like or yeah. like everything for free. That's cool. Which was great. It was like, why don't other games do that? That's kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> well, I guess you can usually get soundtracks. I know, but still, that's cool. Um, there was one more Idle Manager. I don't know if that rings a bell at all. Idle Manager. I don't even remember that. You know what? Don't worry about it then. Um, here's the one major issue i have with the indie world Ooh, tell them tell them 2023 yeah if there's no in- reason to have a not if it's in trailer game. for an indie game they should have waited and say 2023 because no one is gonna like yeah that is not on there's no we don't need a one year there, plus there, promotional there are exceptions a, Sure. Hollow Knight Silk Song. That's a sa- sequel though to a very yeah, beloved I game. I know. So that's that's why it's an exception though. Is cuz if cuz Hollow Knight Silk Song, actually Hollow Knight Silk Song would probably not even be in the indie world. It's that big yeah, of a thing. It's no, probably exactly. going to be in the main It's going to have its own thing or it's going to be in the Nintendo Direct the, the or E3, E3 or something. Yeah, it's, it's that it's big now big. that it could get its own anything. Yeah. It could I get feel, its own spot in a presentation. I feel like there are exceptions. Like there probably are certain indie world titles that would be in an indie world that I still think like, yeah, yeah that could be in next it's year. It's just that or if it's like obviously if it, if the indie world was in November so, it, <laughs> but. the the two games that were 2023 were uh, the Crab one. Which I get. That one looked like the biggest game that they showed. Like, and genuinely. also Gunbrella. Gunbrella. Okay, so to be fair, those were... So, <laughs> that's Gun- why it was the bummer, is the two games that looked the coolest, the most polished, yeah. were not going out. I think Gunbrella had enough buzz around it that you could... People will still remember it, well, it when it comes out. It's also Devolver. Like, yeah. Oh, and Devolver has their own 
like brand that they're going to keep reminding you about that game. Well, that and Devolver... Devolver has its own presentation around E3 time. And, and they just... Like, people know Devolver. Like, people have so much faith in Devolver now. Yeah. Well, because they release so many excellent indie games that are, like, unique and, and yeah. like, and it's great wild. Ex- experience. Like, I have a VR Devolver game now. It's weird. Yeah. It's just, like, I think if you say it's, in general, a new property that no one's known about before, unless it's something like Cuphead, where it's, it's well, something Cuphead's, no one's ever seen Cuphead before. Cuphead just stands alone as being the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something like that, I think it's better to just do, like, I think you need a six-month max cap on those kinds of Honestly, games. Honestly, the coolest things are the ones that are coming out in, like, a week. Right. And or, or day of, because... Did, so, we're, none of those games that were coming out the same day were new announcements, right? I, I don't know about Gibbon. I've Did never, it come out? It came out the same day? I've never heard of Gibbon. So, it might have been, like, a... That was a same day thing, and I had never heard of Gibbon. Right. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, for it's anyone. it's a gamble, right? Because you you can release it the same day and get no buzz. Like if if it's an announcement and it's out yeah. now, there's a very large risk of well lack y- of promotion for the yeah, game. I get I get that. Maybe not out today, but there are definitely games where I'm like, if if you safe to me that'll come out in a year like i don't know if i'll remember in a year unless there's something after that year another thing comes up that's like remember we told you about this a year ago now it's finally here yeah but if there's a game that looks super cool not too expensive and looks kind of fun like gibbon and it's just like it's out today i'm like yeah i'll get that for sure I, I, I do prefer that versus it's coming out probably next year's holiday. I think, you know? <laughs> I think one month is probably the ideal. Because totally. it gives you enough time. You like, still remember it. You still remember it. You can People will like wishlist it or whatever they need to do. And then it doesn't feel like, oh, well, I'm not even going to think about that. Because that's what I feel like for the ones that say coming out in a year. I'm like... All right, well, talk to me in a year. Yeah. Bye. Like, I don't even think... It's not even on my radar. Unless it's something crazy that I've been wanting for forever. Like, I don't know, Zelda? Think about Zelda most yeah. days. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm like, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out. Next year now. Next All these games that were going to come out this year are now coming out next year, eh? I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It, when it's a, Especially when it's a big, big game. It's also, like, Metroid Prime 4. Was, uh, I don't know if that's game. that game's coming out, man. You, you think they're going to wait till the next console? I wouldn't be surprised at this point. They, they, they I, don't, I also comment. don't know. I don't know what next console means no, anymore. But they made a... Didn't they officially make, like, one comment at... Like, they used to always say, like, we're not thinking about that. We're just focusing on the Switch still. And then I feel like recently... They no, said no, no, no. some comment that wasn't wasn't even like it's it, coming out. It here's was what like, it was. It what? was we have no comment. Yeah, it was. That's something. what it was. Rather, and so than, everyone freaked out because, well, usually they say, "Oh, we don't have anything I to still, announce." Now they say we don't have a comment. That means it's coming out. Which, 
may or may not be true though that's how nintendo is yeah is but like sometimes literally sure, all they need to say i'm sure they've said no comment in the past though but i'm also sure that they've said that they've said we have absolutely no plans for a new anything and then the next day it's like bam exactly switch. right it doesn't mean any it really doesn't <laughs> no, mean anything nothing they've that, lied and they straight up lied before they've but, straight up been like but i don't know fault th- them for it because you know, I'd rather be deceived and get news of a new game or console yeah. than, than you know, than to. I hate getting like the oh, look out for something, and then nothing happens. Exactly, it's way better to for them to just say this is not happening, and then it happens because then everyone's yeah. excited. That's... No one's gonna be disappointed if they announce something after saying it's not gonna happen. That's why. It has happened in Nintendo's past, but it doesn't happen a lot in Nintendo. Um, the the uh, what's the word vaporware? As far as like developing a thing and like teasing it for a long and long time, and then it just kind of fizzles out. Mm-hmm. It has happened. Nintendo has had games like that where they announced it and we're like, "Ooh, aren't you excited?" And then it kind of never amounted to anything. Yeah, but usually. That doesn't happen with Nintendo, and the reason it doesn't happen is because Nintendo doesn't like to talk about anything. Right. Is because there's other games that are like, oh, what do you think about, hmm, oh, Bayonetta 9, <laughs> and it's like, ooh, so exciting, and then like years and years later, they're like, whatever happened to that game? Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen with Nintendo often, like, it happened... It arguably happened with Zelda for Wii U because it didn't end up looking anything like what they were showing off, but right. it ended up being Breath of the Wild. Um, but uh, or technically, Metroid Dread was that, and then it did become a real game just way later. Yeah, well, that game was straight up canceled, and then they made a new one. I don't think any concepts I don't from think the so. old game. The only thing I can think camp. is... Maybe some story stuff, just because yeah, it's the same... that's what I was going to say. Because it's the same producer who it's writes the, ga- the story. The gameplay is probably completely different than what it was going to be, but I wouldn't doubt that the story was similar. Well, he taught the... I can't remember his name at the moment, but the main guy behind the Metroid franchise... I should probably, I'm should. i going to pull up his name, because I feel like... Nice to say people's names. Matsugushi Misabushi. <laughs> um. Anyway, wh- whatever his name is, he Yoshio Sakamoto. That's what I said. <laughs> he uh. He, so he's directed all of the 2D games and has had some, not all, involvement in the 3D ones. Yeah. Um. He had a like plan for the franchise. Like, as after each game, he kind of had an idea of what the next game would be about. Right. Sounds like he also has some ideas for Metroid Prime 4, I remember he was saying. Like, he's a general overseer of what, Metroid. What do you think is going to be the big announcement at, like, E3 this year? What's the... Or, or the Direct or whatever. What is going to be the next thing that they announce? Like, that com- d- presumably comes out this f- fall or... Or what, next year. Holiday. Um, or, or do you think they're going to try and actually lay low? I think we need a game for the holiday season. Yeah, because we got Cause we don't have anything the, right we now. Got Splatoon in the summer, but yeah. not... You're talking like a single player. So if they've got nothing, 
like no new game, I think they'll put out the the um Mother 3. No, Wind Waker HD slash Twilight Princess HD because yeah. That's kind of what they've been doing is f- filling holes with ports. Right. Um like they did that with 3D World, which had a little bit we had Bowser's whatever it's called. Yeah, well, it. if they did something like that, that would be really cool. I doubt that would happen for those games, just because they're older. Wind Waker, they could, I feel like. It'd be pretty crazy to add a new, like, game mode to no. Wind Waker. I don't even mean that, <laughs> but I don't know. If they added, like, a new dungeon, I love and, new dungeon a, and boss, I think that would be cool. I would love a new thing in Wind Waker style. Like Listen, with that tune with Toon Link. What about this? What about this? Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So they come as a bundle pack. Twilight Princess HD. I would and, assume that's the case. And uh, at least on HD. at least on uh, uh, on a cartridge, they'd be together. Right? They come together. Okay. The bonus thing in Twilight Princess is like one of the one of the main dungeons slash bosses from Wind Waker. But in the Twilight Princess engine and style, and, and vice in the versa. Wind Waker, Wind Waker game, one. There's a Twilight Princess boss. Yeah, in that like style. what is like the scariest That'd one you cool. can like the scariest Twilight Princess boss you can think of, but all cartoonified. I'd be so in. Yeah. You know what would be really crazy is if they had a like like thirty minute demo for the next Zelda. Dude, go old school and yeah. have it be like pre-order like a demo disc. Yeah, dude, it, that would that, that would never happen. It would never happen. But that would yeah. blow my mind. Can if, you imagine how well the the, col- the collection of those two games would sell oh, if it came dude. with a demo for the demo cartridge for Breath of the Wild, too. especially if it was its own separate cartridge. Oh, that'd be crazy! A I double would love it. Like the 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 case has a two cartridges inside oh man that would be amazing because remember well we're they wouldn't do that though they put it on the same though, game in like ps2 gamecube era yeah, oh, where yeah, you would get one and it has a extra disc in it and you're like what is this yeah oh, it's a demo for katamari yeah <laughs> or like like a, the the double dash and it came with that little demo disc and it just had a bunch of random little games yeah. but it was like whoa what a Dude, let's play the TMNT demo. This is sick. Yeah. Um, um, I've been trying to... I feel like I've told you. I've been trying to collect those. Uh-huh. Like, just demo discs in general. Yeah, I've seen Yeah, I've seen the ones you have. Like, I've, I've been getting more PlayStation Jam Packs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because they're... I don't know about... Did you know... so cool to me. Especially when the game ends up either being completely different or just not coming out. Because I'm like, look at this weird demo of a thing that kind of doesn't, like, yeah. this is, is not real. Did you know, um, so Giant Bomb, the website mm-hmm. slash YouTube channel and everything. Yeah. They have a series called uh, Demo Derby, where they play uh, just demo discs from ev- mostly that generation, because that's when that's demo when discs out, were a yeah. thing, PS2, GameCube. But they just play, like all kinds of demo discs and go they're they're um part of their thing is they have to try everything uh in the demo do they have to watch the trailers and stuff too so they'll make 
Because some demo discs just have like a trailer. They'll put limits on it when it's like, you know, here's an hour long documentary on this upcoming game. No, they have to. <laughs> Cowards. I th- they have to at least start everything in the demo disc. But it's funny because some demo discs have a lot to them. Like there's some Xbox ones where it's like, here's a like full length documentary and then a second one. <laughs> it's like what? But like it's like they have they're really like I remember watching the X- some of these videos. Original and- Xbox probably has the most because they had the Xbox magazine yeah. thing, and a lot of those yeah, came the, with no, demo totally. Discs. They a lot of the PlayStation had some too. The PlayStation magazine, like kind of that was where demo discs were coming out a lot. Was even Nintendo Power had some too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so there were a lot of demo discs from that and they had just kind of, you know, a giant bomb is my favorite for like stupid stuff, <laughs> not just stupid stuff, but like nostalgic game related stuff. That's not just the games themselves. Oh, okay. Like they have a lot of, you ever... for one thing, they all have a lot of insight into that stuff Yeah, and they, then and they have so much in their like you know, libraries of game-related things that they'll randomly pull out for a stream and be like, let's check out with this thing. I told you I told you a while ago about their... Um, what's that Dreamcast game that's a fish? Yeah, Seaman. Seaman. They had... <laughs> they watched the whole Seaman documentary trailer thingy. So, yeah, there's a Seaman. A uh, so every, every developer at that time would give out, like, a a tape of their like game just usually with just a trailer on it for for uh games media to look at and see what the game's about and they had a seaman one and it was like and it was like a mini fake like mockumentary about seaman as if they've discovered seaman in the wild yeah and like gave a full-on like dr Frankenstein discovered seaman in so and so it's great but they're so good for that kind of stuff of like Let's take a look at, like, old game promotional stuff. That, Did they ever like, watch, because I have this one on VHS, is the the Diddy Kong? Because Nintendo did stuff like that, too, where it was, like, weird. Maybe, I don't know. They have a lot. They have a lot of stream content that they've, like... So, I didn't. I didn't open it because I still I have it sealed because my friend got me a Diddy Kong Racing VHS promo. But I watched it, and it's, like... It's really weird. Like this person is going over to people's houses and like interviewing them about Diddy Kong, yeah. <laughs> and like they're all clearly actors. But like, whoa, Diddy Kong is racing. Yeah, nineties man. The Giant Bomb is like they have they have their YouTube channel which posts a lot of their stuff, but they also have a giant like archive on their website that you do have to subscribe for for like a fee, but like. You know, they, it's not. It, they're they're not they're not Disney, so they're not charging a lot. But <coughs> um, but it op- it opens up so much stuff that they've done, which is really just from a like um uh conservationist standpoint of like taking a look at everything that's ever happened in games in the last two to three decades. It's interesting to look at. Um, that. Yeah. Oh, man. You ever watch... There's a YouTuber called Nakey Jakey. 
Yeah, a little bit. He, he's the guy that sits on the yoga ball, exercise yeah. ball, right? Yeah, he's my he's my favorite for that kind of stuff. Where he just talks about like like as like aspects of gaming. That's like, oh, here's box art for gaming, and he just does like a video on the box art, which mm-hmm. like you know I feel like is not the most interesting or creative thing. But the way he talks about it, you could tell he just like loves video games and the video game industry yeah that he like or or like he did a whole video about alcohol representation in video games yeah and it was such a weird specific thing where it just talked about like games where you can drink beer and what it does to your body games where beer is involved and it's supposed to be a no-no and like it was so interesting i don't know he does or like scholastic book Fairs. Oh wow! <laughs> and like the fact that you could buy sometimes like PC games there, and you can also get the video game cheat books there. Yeah, yeah. So the, speaking of like good YouTuber gaming content, there's this one that I just found called Young Young, Young Junko Young Junko, and he is great because of the like types of videos he's making so this yeah. like main series that i've seen with the most views is first and last games which is launch games for a system and then the last games that came out for a system which interesting. is really interesting so like, he's done like he's kind of like looking at how he he takes like f- f- the the games that launch like on when the game when the system launched he looks at the games that were there then he looks at the last few games that were released um towards the end of the life so the the one i was watching was nintendo 64 where he looks at mario 64 pilot wings uh a couple other ones i can't remember and just kind of compare like he takes one and then he goes to the see how it compares to a later game that came out at the end and like just to see and like he he uses that to like talk about where it started and where games went after that, you know. See, I feel like that would be cool in multiple senses because I what I always liked looking at was this is this is what they could do with the hardware at the beginning and this is what they could do with the hardware in the end yeah. because it's like Totally. The beginning is like, "Oh, wow. Okay." So the this, beginning is this, conceptual, like, right? In, in PS3, it was like, oh, wow, these PS2 games actually look way better. Like, it was still a PS2 game, but it just, like, kind of looked better. And, like, right. like, you could have more stuff in it. Well, there, Where, then later in the PS3, you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, which is funny, because when the PS3 first came out, I thought, like, oh, my goodness, we're in the future. <laughs> right, look at how yeah. these graphics. And now and you now look at them you and look at like, early, you, you can look at, like, Last of Us still looks good and that kind of stuff. Well, that's the end of Yeah, PS3. exactly. Whereas you look at, like, the first Uncharted and you're like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, really Uncharted good. 1 is not a great-looking game now. No. Not was, bad. No, but... And like, the, the remastered one's pretty solid. No, but it was the kind of game where i remember first seeing it when it first came out and being like that is the future what yeah why are graphics that good yeah and now looking at it being like why would i like that with nintendo 64 though it's a little different because 
you they had to kind of invent concepts for 3D because it, you can definitely see just graphical improvements though. Like I, No, I know what I'm saying is that the first games for the Nintendo 64 had a large focus on like figuring out camera, oh, figuring yeah. out how to move in the like, 3D space. Like Mario 64 yeah. and then targeting system in in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like he directly compares Mario 64 with uh oh maybe he compares it with Conquer. That would make sense. I think he he go cuz that Conquer's one of the last games for Nintendo 64. Mm. And I think that's where he like sees how th- platformers changed over the f- six or so years right. of the system. And then I think he also looks at uh when did Banjo come out in the relation of the system? I want to say 98. Something like so that. was that uh, the early? Game, system launched 96. Okay, so relatively early on. Yeah. Uh, let's, we'll just find out. But when did Donkey Kong 64 come out? Because um, I remember looking at... Donkey Kong 64 came out in 99. 99. Banjo was definitely after that, right? After Donkey Kong? I don't know. Uh, sorry, before... Before that, I meant. Yeah, probably. When, uh, when did Smash Bros. come out? Early, right? Banjo was 97, which is one year after the system. Uh, Smash Bros. is late. Late? 99 or 2000, maybe. Smash Bros. is 99? It's pro- Yeah, I think so. What? Smash Bros. 64 came out in 99. Why does it look so bad? Melee came out in 2001. Did you think about that? Wow, what an insane improvement. That's two years apart. Jan- January 99 to September, I that think, is 2001. An, that is an insane or November. improvement. Yeah, it's two years and six months Both apart. in, like, the gameplay. Not that the gameplay in 64 is bad. Actually, it's really good. Yeah. Like, Sm- Smash Melee was, like, is probably still one of the best-looking <laughs> Uh, GameCube games. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, Mario Sunshine actually design. looks really nice. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Chibi Robo, too. Chibi uh, Robo's not that good looking. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it was a joke. It was originally Chibi a Nintendo Robo, 64 game. Chibi Robo himself looks stunning. Yeah. Which almost makes the rest of the game look even worse. It because was. I'm correct in saying He's one of the it. most high-quality 3D models that like I feel like the GameCube could handle. He looks so good. And then you look at the dad in Jimmy Robo yeah. and he looks blocky and like like I, so bad. I'm not wrong when I say that that was it was go- going to be a Nintendo 64 game, right? And then it got pushed onto GameCube after it just took too long to come out. It came out on like the end of GameCube though. No, I know, but it wasn't the end of GameCube. It was somewhere in the middle. I don't think so. I think it was very close to the end of GameCube. Uh, 2005, so four years in. So it is later, yeah. Because yeah. we came out 2007. I do, it, like, it could have been a Nintendo 64 thing, but I feel like it must have got forgotten for a while and then brought back up because I... I can't see it being like a, oh, well, we just, you know, pushed it a little further when it takes four more years. Uh-huh. Let me just see. Chibi Robo 
announced in 2003. Okay, yeah. so maybe not, but maybe it was a whole. Why did I? Why do I think that then? Maybe I'm know. just incorrect. I think you're wrong. It took was four years from start to finish. I think it got rushed. So it started in 2001. I think it got rushed because, like, I think the game. Listen, Chibirobo, favorite game of all time. I think the game is fantastic. I think the music's fantastic. I think the story is actually really good. The characters are really good. Uh, the gameplay is fun. The exploration is great. It's just the character models and stuff that look doo-doo. Yeah. Like, and, that's it. Well, that's that's probably why I thought that, is because it has a it has a low, uh, what do you call it? Low poly. Yeah, not, not a lot of... Um, polygons is that what you, is that how you say that's that a, people know what you're saying if you say low poly it, yeah it just it, it's slightly below what gamecube could do yeah it is it's actually significantly below to the point where yeah it looks like a late n64 game yeah it does it does yeah. except for chibi robo <laughs> he looks like he could be on telly looks pretty good telly well here all the robotic things do look pretty good yeah. i think they must have done them first and then they were like "Ooh, what if it was in a uh like normal world and mm. it was like "Ooh, yeah that's a great idea but they kind of rushed that or something yeah yeah but also i'm probably thinking of animal crossing because animal crossing was original like it released on nintendo 64 yeah. in japan and then it got ported to gamecube when it came to the you west know you can go to nook's cranny after after hours if you knock on his door with a shovel, maybe. If you take a shovel, you go like in the middle of the night to Nook's Cranny, and you just start banging on the door with a shovel. That sounds familiar. I didn't know he let you in though. He does. You can't he go- buy anything though, can you? You can. Oh really? He comes out in pajamas and goes, "Oh, what? Yeah, sure, come in, buy something. Just okay. then, just leave." I love, I love a GameCube. I love the original Animal Crossing for its random things you can find because there's so there's so little variation in the actual world that it's so fascinating all the things that come out of it do you know what i miss because of how like rare those things are you know like every day in the original animal crossing was so much more fascinating oh yeah because it was like going 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 to the dump and being like tie-dye shirt what yeah a tie-dye shirt this is because it was so because every day in in like a modern animal crossing game yeah is like everything's different like a new day brings a lot of new things but like every day brings a new thing yeah you know whereas in animal crossing the original one it was like we wouldn't see a new thing for like a week did you realize how bad we were at that game well we were I know, Seven. but like we never upgraded the store. We Could ne- we? I'm pretty sure. I know that was a thing that was like there was no. I believe it went up to Nookway though. There was no Nooking yeah, tins or whatever. I, I, I don't think it went crazy, but like I remember seeing that on on like some place. We had like crazy stuff in that game though. Oh yeah, because we played all the time, and we would always buy something. That's why I had like a Luigi statue. I had like an NES. Uh, playable nes game which was great they do that yep. on your birthday um i had um what was it it was the coolest oh the gamecube logo but a statue in my yeah, house yeah, yeah. the coolest thing ever and i remember being like 
I remember walking into Nook's Cranny one day and seeing that and being like, yeah, I think I didn't have enough money. And I quickly was like, would I have fish, uh, sell these fruits? Um, yeah. Like just running around selling everything I could yeah. to just be like, I need my, that my GameCube logo. My most prized possession was my picture of Pierre the bird. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anytime you got a picture, it was great. I don't remember. I don't think I got any pictures in GameCube, but in the DS. I want to say we had Kid Cat picture one Ooh. of us are you sure that wasn't on uh, been wild DS. world though maybe because i remember getting people's pictures in wild world it was interesting the newest animal crossing was so much more of a burn like just just like fast hard like i played for six hours every single day and then never touched it the 3ds one we put oh oh mine would be ds but i know you're going to say i played for an hour a day but consistently yeah every single day well i could i would get a new game and i would play it but i would we were in such different situations in life between those between (sighs) the (laughs) between the two the ds games and the switch one um because like we first of all we were children for those games and yeah. like we're still going to to grade school but i don't know i feel like that happened for a lot of people too is that people played the crap out of the switch one and then we're so like the That's other part good. i'm done the other part i was going to say is that with the switch one we had just entered the pandemic yeah and no and we're in this is still the era of the pandemic where nobody's leaving their house period yeah and and so we did like we, we, yeah we'd spend hours every day doing that because we weren't doing anything it's, we should have played fortnite <laughs> speaking of fortnite i've been playing fortnite <laughs> you've been playing the no build mode yes that's yeah. why i've been playing yeah it. it's great do we talk about that last no time? have you been playing it too no i haven't i just i just saw that and was like uh maybe yeah, they have no build for every one of the main modes. Also, okay, don't want to be, like, repping for a mega corporation, but, like, I didn't realize how reasonable the battle passes are. Yeah, they are. Because really it's, are. like, what what is it, 10 bucks? Maybe even more? 10 bucks. Right now, it's not, to me, it's not really worth it because of the mm-hmm. costumes that are available right now. I know what you're saying, but you play so if you get the battle pass the way it works is you play and play and play and you you basically buy the ability to unlock stuff right mm. you can part get, of that you can earn enough to get these the next battle yeah. pass is what you're about to say probably right and i get i get what they're doing i understand what they're doing is getting you oh yeah i'll just keep playing and playing and playing playing and then that'll incentivize you to buy some more V bucks to get a costume, or whatever. to get a costume that's not part of the battle pass or yeah. something like that. Because you I can, get it. so you can get the V bucks in the game. You can get and you can get enough from the battle pass to buy another battle pass. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get anything that's not in the battle pass, you're no longer going to be able to get the battle pass. That's what. Yeah. So, so I understand the mentality, and I understand why they do it. But if you're a person that maybe doesn't care that much about cosmetics but like likes that there could mm-hmm. be some more cosmetics what i would do and this is a game that you like playing a lot i would 100% buy the battle pass 
and then just do that. Just grind and, well, just play the game because it's fun to play the game. And then when you have enough V-Bucks, be like, great, I'm going to buy the next Battle Pass. Because you will get cosmetics, and yeah, they might not be the cool Rick and Morty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll get enough cosmetics so you won't feel like you're just a lame dude that's got no options in the costume department. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to keep constantly getting them off of that initial $10 investment. That being said, I don't like the game. It's not fun to play for me. I enjoy it, actually. Like It's not like deep or anything but like i think there's enough in there that like and especially so the the people who are good at fortnite are not playing no build mode so it's pretty fun to play because i can easily win in no build mode do you think it's going to last forever i don't i don't really see why they would take it out i guess if there's not enough people playing they would want to get rid of it just start playing like in the last week or so yeah okay like i've played fortnite before i know but you you know they add in bots? Yes, I do know that there are bots. Are and you sure you're not just fighting bots? It's very possible, <laughs> but I don't have any way to know that. Yeah. And it, I have heard it said that the no-build mode is, like... And I would assume that this... It's Listen, there's a chance that I'm playing with bots. I don't really care, whatever. If but it's fun, it's fun. If it's fun, it's fun. Um, But I don't... I would assume that's reserved for new players, and I'm not technically a new player. I, yeah, I'm but... A, I, I'm a lapsed player. But, but, I, but I don't know how they do that. If they do lapsed player stuff, if they do... Yeah, like, whatever. Maybe I'm playing with bots. Either way... If they have, like, a level system where if you're underneath a certain level, even if it, they don't show, like, they know that you're underneath a certain level, so they pair you with people. Right. Um, but, like, once you've gotten a... a what do they call victory it? A Royale. victory royale. I feel like you get out of the bots mode if they're if you were in the bots mode, you, right? So because that proof I, that you can win well, the game. That's not how it works though. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, genuinely. So when you start the game, yeah. like let's say I made an account to, today, I start the game. I'm in a match with like ninety percent bots, but there still are other people. Okay, it's not okay. only bots, and they slowly and they decrease slowly the bots. decrease the amount of bots. So that's how they do it. So I was listening to a podcast, and there's a guy that didn't know about the bots at first, mm. and he was like, "I oh man, I felt so good. I beat like the first match I played. Yeah. I got a victory royale." And then my friend told me, "You know, they start you off with bots so that you, yeah." And, and he that's was like, absolutely possible. So and he was I'm, like, I don't wanna... uh, "What?" And like he's like, "I'm like I'm still having fun with the game, but." And he's like, and I understand why they do it. They should actually do it that way because if you just pop into a game and you immediately get killed, you know, that's not fun for Do you anyone. know if there's a way to disable bots? I think they just do it. Yeah. It'd be it'd be nice if there was a way to say, I don't want to play against bots, but whatever. I think I think if you just play... An, it, it's It's the kind of thing where... If you are playing enough, you don't want bots. But if you're playing enough, you won't get bots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so if you, but play, I, you know, I've what I've played a few hours since the last time I've like like as in I in recent memory I've played it for a few hours total. Right. Before that, I didn't play it for two years. <laughs> so that like, man. 
it's so wild that that game like it's I, five years old now i don't i'm i'm not it's only five years old yeah 2017 man i remember well i don't know if battle royale was in 2017 Fortnite was in 2017 dude do you remember we had a friend that was like oh i'm so excited before the game came out oh have you guys heard of Fortnite? i'm so excited and he was excited about the like save the world mode really i don't remember this at all it was kyle oh, God. <laughs> he was kyle. So, he was so down and like he described it to me and i was like yeah that does sound really cool so you're literally building the fort as the zombies are coming by you, so you're having to constantly oh. like build. That's what the save the world. The I know original, what. Say, yeah, I've heard. Th- that's what I, it. I mean, you can't play it on Switch, so that's the original campaign mode. Is PV, PVE? You're f- fighting against these zombies that are coming up and destroying yeah. your fort, and you have to constantly build your. It's kind of crazy that you can't play that on Switch. <laughs> like it was. Well, they knew that no one cared about it, but it's crazy that even now you can't. It's it's so wild, because they haven't taken it out of the original places it it launched on, right? Like you can still well, play I it. mean, some people bought literally Fortnite, not Fortnite Battle Royale. So yeah, but like, because I think you oh, could right. even buy it on you disc did. at one point, and it wasn't free at first. I guess no, you bought the thing. And when did it go free to play? Like the next year? Yeah, because when it was on ba- Switch, it was free. Battle Royale became a free mode, and then. It became more popular yes. that they were, and like, then it launched on more platforms, and yeah. and when it launched on other platforms, it was not because it's probably the same as Switch is probably the same as phone. Like phone is probably only Battle Royale as well. Yeah, I've played the creative modes too, like the ones that people make on make themselves. Some of them are interesting. I played a Squid Game, <laughs> like dude, like you do all the like kid kitty games in. In this like elimination style thing, have you heard of Crab Game? No, it's a it's a like just a fan game, like Steam free fan game, online multiplayer, and it's just Squid Game, but called Crab Game to not get sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they call it Octopus Game in the Fortnite mode, something like that. Um, anyway, this dude that made the game is such an interesting guy. He's a YouTuber that just, like, kind of taught himself how to make video games. I think he was in, like, coding classes and stuff, but, like, was making YouTube videos about making 2D games, and then somebody was like, oh, you can't make a 3D game, and he was like, screw you, dude, and tried to make a 3D game, and, like, is still making that game to this day because he was like, it's, yeah, the game I started to make I want to actually really polish. But every once in a while, like... You remember when Valheim came out? A lot of people were talking about Valheim. Brings bell, yep. It's like a, like just survival. It's a no, it's a survival. Like you crafting your things, okay. you're cooking your food, keeping yourself alive. But there is a boss that you can challenge at any point. So all you're doing is you're building your fort, you're fighting enemies, you're like just surviving. But there is a boss that is just like. Like, you go up to this stone, and it says, like, fight the boss. And Hmm. when you think you have gathered enough resources and stuff, you can go, yeah. That sounds cool. I'm fighting the boss. And then you fight the boss, and you beat it. And then next, you have to start over again in a new, like, area. And it's like, okay, now build up yourself again and fight this new boss. Anyway, he made a 
version of that. And now he's just like, anytime somebody's like, you know what, you should make a disc game. He's like, okay. And he just makes the game and puts it out for free. So, like, Muck is that Valheim clone, and then Crab Game is the Squid Game clone. And they become, like, crazy popular overnight, both of them. Mm-hmm. Where, like, when he made Crab Game, it was number one on Steam. I think the number two most streamed Twitch game for, like, a week. And he's like, guys, I'm just making these, like, crappy, like, they're the most low-poly, crappy garbage games they're so stupid. Why do you guys play these? Because after you guys play them, then I have to actually like make updates for them because this is, I just did it for a fun challenge and then you guys love them and now I have to like update them and stuff so they're actually actually playable. Mm. No, you should look him up. His name is Danny, D-A-N-I. Oh, okay. He's, he's a cool guy. Sounds like a cool guy. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's decide on a game we're both going to play before we talk next. Gibbon. Gibbon? Do you have $15? I I was thinking something that we... That we could get for free? Yeah, well, I was thinking that we could both play, like, Kirby. And then talk about... Kirby 64? Yeah. Oh, your boy. I think it'd be cool to play an old game that, like, we don't necessarily have to beat every time listen to this listen to this and tell me if you hate it i'll i'll make my friend play it too and maybe he can join us maybe sure we could try that if well we, if we can get a third mic if we have a third mic somewhere we do have a third mic yeah I'm pretty sure yeah because he, he has th- well i'll guests. see if he's if he's not into it then like kill him who cares <laughs> kill, <laughs> him. kill him who cares but he seems he's a, he's a cool guy he might be yeah down. we could do that we could yeah next time we get together we'll do a little Kirby because, ra- Kirby 64 because re- it's it's me and you revi- me and you revisiting a game from our childhood and it's him playing a game he's never played before yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think the contrast might be cool totally yeah we'll we'll do that we'll it'd be cool to every week or two weeks if we're gonna do two weeks get something that is older maybe we've played it maybe we haven't do we have to beat it or just I mean it's, you know, not, it's not let, that hard or long a game, so I bet I can. That game we could probably beat by the time we get back. But I'd say we... At least give it a good We both attempt. give it a go, and then if we keep playing it, we do. If we don't, then whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. Kirby 64 is the best Kirby game. Fight me. Sounds good. Let's play it. All right. Oh, can we... We yeah. have to make sure that at least the three of us play the mini, mini games online. Mini game mode. Dude, those mini games. Oh yeah, are we can play sick. them online. That's we can right. play them online. Those mini games are sick. Yeah, too. they are. I love those mini games. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we come back. Okay. All right, Trice. Love you, man. <laughs> love you too. Go out there and play some video <laughs> games, you fine folks. Amen. Amen.